Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, thanks so much for being here. I hope everyone's having an awesome day or week or whatever you're doing. I hope it's been good. I've been thinking about this topic a lot because I've been analyzing myself and why things happened and what went wrong or, you know, what I perceive went wrong. And it's talking about how our strengths become our weaknesses and how our weaknesses can become our strengths. And I found a really good article. So I'm going to after I kind of talk about this, I'm going to talk about what makes, what qualities make for a good relationship, because I think that's what we all want to know and what ones don't make for a good relationship. And I don't believe that someone, um, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, but it doesn't mean you can never have something that you want. Like if you want to be committed, you can become committed. So I believe people can change both for, you know, positive or negative in your strengths and weaknesses. And one strength that I am very loyal, which is a good thing, right? In a lot of aspects of my life, loyalty has done me well. And I think I'm a loyal friend. I'm a loyal daughter, loyal wife, loyal to my kids, um, loyal to my church, Anyways, but um, I have been thinking about loyalty for a while, and it almost became my weakness because I was so loyal to my marriage that I missed so many. I didn't miss the red flags. I saw them, but I was so dedicated and so wanting to have an eternal marriage family that I sacrificed myself and what I truly wanted and what I, I don't know if deserve is the right word, but all my values, I was sacrificing my values of honesty, integrity, and trust and loyalty on my partner's end. I was looking, I was ignoring it. I I just wasn't dealing with it. I'm not really sure, but I was doing that and I did that for 26 years. And so that in my mind became a weakness for me because I wasn't loyal to myself. I was disloyal to myself. It was almost like I self-betrayed. My husband, former husband, was betraying me with other women. And then I was betraying myself for not valuing myself enough to say, I'm done. I'm out. This is enough. I'm not doing this. You know, not setting boundaries. So that's kind of what I mean. Another quality that I know... um, for a long time, I didn't feel like I had was confidence. And so my lack of confidence, I think, contributed to the reason why I was so loyal and forgiving and all those things. But my confidence, I decided I'm going to work on being confident. I want to be confident. I was confident in my past and I've lost my confidence. So I did things in my life to create confidence. And now I would call myself a confident woman. And so that's when my weakness or something I didn't perceive I had a lot of became my strength. So I think it's important 
in your life to pay attention to when some of your strengths then turn into a weakness because when they're overused and they for sure can become a weakness. And same with your weaknesses. If you want to be more committed or more honest, you can create that in your life. So I believe that you can totally create strengths and weaknesses to be better or less, depending on what you're going through. So when I was doing my research, of course, I always just think about my own personal life, but I like to find other information. I just found this great article about how our strengths and weaknesses in a relationship can help us be happier and what are good qualities to have in a good relationship. And they had 13. So I'm going to read those and then we're going to discuss a few of them because I just think it's a good reminder. And if you hear one that I say that it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know if that quality we have in our relationship, maybe that's something you can work on. So that's the only reason I love doing the podcast is because I like to have us think. Um, sometimes we're not thinking about these things. It's just an opportunity to think about them and maybe bring them up if it's um, causing a problem in your relationship. Um, the first quality in a good relationship is commitment. The second, trust. Third, honesty. Fourth, loyalty. Five, openness and communication. Six, flexibility and adaptability. Seven, admiration. Eight, support. Nine, goodwill. Ten, appreciation. Eleven, stamina. Twelve, determination. And thirteen, forgiveness. And if you listen to me or know me, you're like, oh my gosh, no wonder my marriage failed. No no wonder I got divorced because I was reading these and I got really sad because I'm like, I didn't have a committed relationship. I thought I did, but it was not. Um, I didn't have trust. I didn't have honesty. I didn't have loyalty. I was loyal. My spouse was not loyal to me. There wasn't openness in communication because it was full of lies. Anyways, and so just because you have them, these qualities, but your spouse doesn't, that doesn't mean it's you're doomed to fail. It just means that let's have a conversation. How can we create more trust in our marriage? How can we create more honesty? How can we create more loyalty? Is that even important to you? Because some of these qualities, your spouse might be like, I really don't really care. Um, about loyalty. I don't think that's important. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's figure out why and what what's their definition of it. Um, I think commitment is probably number one because you have to be committed in order to even have a relationship, I think. If you have a solid commitment, then you're going to, it's just going to have a lot more benefits if you're both committed to the relationship. So when you have a disagreement, it doesn't totally go off the rails because you're like, no, wait, I'm really committed to this. Now, commitment can backfire too. If you're so committed, like I was, I'm committed to make this work that I am going to put up with a lot of other things that are negative in my life. That's probably not a good sign. But as long as you're both working at being committed and dealing with different stresses and different issues in your life, I think that's a good thing to build your foundation on. Trust, of course, we all know trust is vital 
in a relationship, that we need to trust what the other person says and does. And if there is a problem with being trustworthy, then how are you going to repair that and work that out? Honesty. And um, last week I did a podcast on privacy and secrecy, and this can go along maybe with honesty because if you're finding yourself wanting to be secret, then you're probably not being honest with yourself or your spouse. Loyalty. If you want a long relationship, you need to be loyal to each other. And I think this happens. A lot of loyalty issues come with like extended families. It's like, are we still loyal to our family of origin? Um, which is important, but if we're doing loyalty to the family of origin before our own family, our own spouse, our own kids, there's a problem with that, right? Um, and being loyal to what we talk about and what we share with others, um, that is a key ingredient for a strength in your marriage. Having openness and communication. Now, I've been told a lot of my life that I'm not a good communicator, and I'm just going to say I don't agree with that. You cannot communicate with someone that is lying to you and not trustworthy and that is trying to manipulate you. And communication doesn't have to come out in words. I think I was communicating loud and clear much of my life and marriage. However, they weren't always spoken. But if you don't feel safe to communicate your true feelings, then there's a problem. So figuring out how you can feel safe and create safety in your marriage is so important because we all have a need for safety. And if you do struggle, like, I mean, it's legitimate. Like you could have two ways of communication. Someone likes to yell. Someone likes to, you know, they they shut down when you yell. You know, that's a bit more complex thing. Maybe I'll talk about later. But I think having agreements, having boundaries, hey, If you're going to start yelling, I'm going to take a break and go in the other room for 15 minutes until you can calm down. Make sure you have guidelines for your communication and figure out what you really want openness about. That's important. Flexibility and adaptability. I think flexibility is such an important ingredient in a successful marriage because things, I promise, are never going to go as planned. And especially if you have kids, Sometimes you just have to be flexible in life. You're going to have a much happier life if you can be flexible and adapt to any situation. And that's harder for other people. And if you find that that's a weakness of yours, try to practice being flexible because life, I call it 50-50. There is good and bad and hard and there's a lot of life. And if you have inflexibility, then that is a you issue and you need to figure out how can you work on that quality because you're going to be a lot happier in your relationships. Admiration. Admiration is really important. How can you admire your spouse? How can you admire them for what they do? And I think if you're not, that says something about you or something going on in your relationship. And if you can't admire your spouse, Practice admiring you. What do you admire about yourself? So you can feel the feeling of admiration. And I think that would be really helpful in your marriage. And then tell the other person what you admire about them or share what you admire about you. Support. We all need support, especially if we have kids. How are you supporting your spouse? 
think a lot of times men are the breadwinners, at least in, you know, I, I think that that dynamic is going away, which in my opinion is kind of good. We should engage like you make X amount of money and you don't make any money. That's a problem. But the thing is, we all support in different ways and just view their support, even if it's not financial, that it's a positive, right? We're helping out in other ways and talking about that. Goodwill. Um, I think it's important to feel like, okay, I think my spouse is doing their best. They always have good intentions. There are, you know, people that probably don't have good intentions of their spouse and and that could be a red flag. Appreciation. I know appreciation was really important to my former husband. He needed to feel appreciated all the time. And maybe I wasn't great at that, saying that. So maybe that was a weakness of mine. I could have been more appreciative and practiced that. So if you need to have appreciation in your marriage, communicate that. But also learn to appreciate yourself because sometimes your spouse is just not their way of doing things. They forget to tell you how awesome you are. Maybe you need to remind yourself that you're pretty awesome and you know that your spouse thinks you're awesome, whether they're saying it or not. Um, Stamina. Know like you're in this for the long run. Like this is a marathon. This isn't a short race or a stint. If that's really what you want is the 50-year, 70-year marriage, there are going to be ups and downs, ebbs and flows. Marriage is not the honeymoon 24-7. If you're expecting that, you're going to be disappointed all the time. So no, like there's going to be good days and bad days and that's okay. Determination, I think, is such a good quality to have. Um, If you're determined to work together and to have goals and to do the things that you said you wanted to do, so focus on determination, and that could be someone's strength and someone's weakness, but coming together on that. Forgiveness. Um, I think forgiveness. I'm generally a very forgiving person, and I really haven't been lately. (laughs) I've been struggling with forgiveness, but We need to forgive each other's flaws and mistakes because unfortunately, no one's perfect and we're going to have them a lot in our marriage and as a parent. And the more you can forgive and say, sorry, and I made a mistake and acknowledge that, the better and stronger your relationship will be. So I just think that if you look at these qualities, um, because these are qualities that maybe you want to have, because if you want to have a good relationship, At least this article said that these are good qualities to have, to have a good relationship. But I really think they are. Um, If I was going to list qualities to have, to have a good relationship, these would be them. But no one's going to have all of these 12 qualities. They're not going to be your strengths. So look at them and say like, okay, what are my strengths? I'm going to stay and stay focused on those, but maybe pick one or two that are your weaknesses. Maybe you're not very forgiving. Maybe you hold grudges. How can you work on that? Why are you holding the grudge? Maybe practice saying sorry more, forgiving more. Maybe you don't appreciate your spouse as much as they'd like to be appreciated and practice that. And all of these qualities, make sure you're implementing them on yourself. We need to forgive ourselves just as much as we need to forgive other people. And having grace and compassion 
I think are the two biggest gifts you can give yourself in a marriage, in a relationship, because if you can have grace for yourself and your spouse, you can get through a lot more things and compassion as well, because then you're not so judgmental. A lot of negativity will go away. So I'm grateful that we have the power to change and to make our weaknesses stronger and that we can acknowledge when our our strengths become our weaknesses and focus on that. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and feelings. You can always leave me a message on Instagram. Um, I respond to all my messages. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjen1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.